1: They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tacovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.
2: This is the Whitetail Legacy Podcast, one to preserve this sport for our kids.
3: Bringing the stories of the normal guy on small parcels and how he gets it done. Are you just a weekend warrior? You stuck with limited time to hunt and limited
2: time to prep, just like us? Are you trying to figure out how to hunt with kids, work,
3: and families? Then this is a podcast for you. Welcome to the Whitetail Legacy Podcast, episode 13, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, episode 13. In the studio today, we got Cody, we got Homie. What's up? We got Nick Brown. How's it going, guys? Nikki B, the B-man. <laughs> all right, man. Well, uh, we had our giveaway on Facebook, Chris put on for us. We want to thank everybody for all the all the likes on that. That's been blowing up. I think there's over 100 likes on that post, and then 100 on the other one that we posted after that. So we appreciate everybody doing that. Uh, also want to thank our normal listeners. The last episode, we tried something different with our mics, and we kind of... Uh, we kind of messed up, <laughs> so did. we messed up. So uh, I, we're still getting a lot of listens on that episode. So, and I've had a, a lot of people message me and be like, "Oh, it's not that bad." So we appreciate you guys, the regular listeners. Were we blew up the last week, so we're really getting out there. Got any? Got any overseas listens last week? Yeah, we we're in the Philippines now. Oh, Philippines! Got some Filipinos listening to us. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <Cool>. Appreciate that. <laughs> We've been to Japan, France, Canada. Getting out there, so couple in Mexico, couple in Mexico over there, yeah, eating some chips and salsa, listening to the Whitetail Legacy podcast. I like that. So we want to do a quick little segment about our sponsors. We want to mention Ingram's Outdoor Expedition. Um, he's been sending me a lot of pics of the work he's doing. He's working hard on getting them bucks out. He had around sixty butt- shoulder mounts this year, plus a ton of uh, Europeans and a bunch of bear skulls and elk skulls and stuff. So beaver skull. Beaver skull. I'm gonna get one of those. Wyatt already hooked me up with one of those. Really? So yeah. So uh, if you check out his Facebook page, he's been posting a ton of pictures of the bucks he's been doing, trying to get just his work out there for people to see him. We set him up with an Instagram page too, and uh, that's Ingram Outdoor Obsession, right? Yep. Yep. So you can check that out. We uh, we tag a lot of his stuff off our page, and then uh, he's he's gonna be at the Elmwood Outdoor Show with us, right right next to us. We got the booth right beside each other, so. You guys come to see us and buy a shirt or whatever. we got some guys wanting to meet to buy shirts and stickers, and he's going to be right there by us so you can check out his work too. Uh, We're going to send it to Homie to do the VIP Veteran Broadhead shout-out.
2: Yeah, we got the VIP shout-out brought to you by the Veteran Broadhead this week, and we're going to shout-out Preston Nelson. Uh, He's an Iraq War veteran in the Navy, and uh, he was also the top gun award in his boot camp class, so he's a pretty good shot.
3: Like, yeah well thank you Presley we appreciate what you do so we can send this podcast out that was the vip veteran broadhead shout out we're gonna get right into uh the main topic on everybody's mind in the midwest is this snow man what is going on with it? it's, the, just, it's porn. just crazy we got like a foot and a half out there so I, I don't understand it I'm ready I'm ready to find some antlers and
2: yeah i was I was gonna go out yesterday and uh try to find some sheds and pulled the last truck cam that i got up i mean i don't know if it's dead or still yeah. going and then i seen it was gonna snow and i was just like well i guess i'm not going out and then
3: when i seen how much snow we actually got i was like i definitely not gonna make it yeah i shoveled my sidewalk last night late and i woke up there's like four inches <laughs> on. i'm like man i gotta drive up north man this has got to stop eventually so we're gonna get right to the questions here for nick nick is an average outdoorsman trapper Fisher fishing he likes to get his kids in the outdoors we like seeing that but he does something a lot different than most guys he's he's a what do you call it, a self bow or yeah it's a self bow a traditional bow and and wicked cool broadheads and every year he shows me it and shoots it i'm like dude i gotta buy one i've been telling him for like three <laughs> years i'm like i gotta buy one me and you are gonna walk out in the public ground because i shot a buck off the ground with a compound like five years ago, Damn. opening day of bow season on yeah. public with Nick. I had the wrong wind for my stand, so I was like, Nick's like, I'm going to sit down here, and I I literally left him and sat down and shot, a, shot the doe in like five minutes. And I drug it back to him, <laughs> and people were getting in their stands, and we were leaving, you know. So we were done. It was hot. And hot. It was like a mile and a half drag out. I got a picture of me carrying it over my shoulders. Oh, is that the one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so – that was, a, that was an awesome story. But, yeah, he likes to hunt off the ground with a self-bow. So that's something we haven't had any, anybody on here with. And if there's anybody out here that is interested in that or, want, you know, does do it, you might be able to learn something. I know I'm going to learn a lot, and I've known him for a long time. So let's get right into it. Uh, how many how many years have you been hunting with a longbow? Um, since
0: about 2004, 2005. Okay, so about Started 14 years. With a recurve. And uh, hunted with that one year, didn't um, get a deer with it, and went into the south bow uh, A local guy made it. It's made out of Osage Orange hedge, known around here. It's all one piece, on and it's six foot long, which makes it hard to shoot in a blind. Yeah. In a deer stand. And, the uh, Maximum efficient range of us probably 15 yards. Yeah. That's so a whole you're looking, I yeah. mean, it's a whole different era of deer hunting, or even hunting. Because when I go out hunting for deer, anything to me is fair game. If a squirrel comes by at five yards, I'm shooting at this. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's getting right some meat, man. <laughs> yeah. If the turkey's coming in. I'm gonna shoot out the turkey if it's possible. Yeah, if the deer's coming in, I'm gonna take a shot at a deer. Yeah, you
3: you have shot a bunch of deer with a with a shotgun and with a with a bow, but you uh this this longbow stuff something I got to get into because that's when you get a deer with that that's just got to be such a ultimate feeling or anything shoot a squirrel with it you're like man I just you know no sights out there like (coughs) I call it raw dogging off the ground you're you're there's nothing to hide you so you just gotta be an awesome stalker and that's it super cool it's next level is it is it. next level so <laughs> Definitely. Man, get get one with the timber and that's one thing i go with nick we'll just be like squirrel hunting or something and i'm like 10 steps in front of him and he's like oh it's a squirrel i just walked right past it because he has that longbow you know in him he can he's scanning a lot better than me i'm in my mind i'm like i right, get to a spot sit down wait for a squirrel or you know but he's always he's hunting as he's going just like with us with the compound get to your stand you know, I don't know how many times if I'd had my stuff ready, you know, arrowed up, walking in the timber that I couldn't, if I was doe hunting especially, could have shot a doe. You know, because you walk up onto him, you're like, oh, crap. You know, and I, you you don't have anything ready. Sometimes I don't hit my release on if it's cold weather, you know. But he's he's ready to go all the time. He's walking through the timber, arrowed, knocked. So he's ready to go. But what, a, you said it's an Osage orange bow, hand, handmade from a local guy? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yep, man. Yep.
0: That's, he, uh. Made the bow, made the string, did the arrows for me. What kind of broadheads
3: are you shooting on there?
0: Um, two blades of wikis, 125 grainers.
3: You think we could get some VIPs on those? <laughs> <laughs> are they wood shaft? They make wood, wood shaft ch- VIP. <laughs> <laughs> so, Probably
2: so with, not. with you hunting off the ground, and the, and this bow is you know six foot long, un unstrung, unstrung. What what is it strung up?
0: Um. Five and a half feet.
2: So, uh, when, you, when you hunt off the ground, are you sitting down? Or are you kneeling or standing or just a combination? Well, a combination
0: of about everything. You know, usually I try to get somewhere where I could see a good distance. And if a deer's coming, I could get I'm prepared for it.
3: Yeah, get set up, get ready on get it. Get
0: set so. up, get ready. You know, a lot of times... <clears throat> Your tree hug, you're hugging the back of a tree. I mean, deer, it's. Deer, you know, they. I don't know. It's. Few, two years back in October, I was on the ground and I had a bachelor group of five bucks coming Yeah, yeah on. he was texting me oh, it's on the backside of my lease. a lead, button so. buck all the way up to 160 incher. And they never knew I was there. They, they got within 20 yards. One got within 15 yards, and he kind of went where I wasn't expecting. He made a turn, so I can't get a shot on him. But,
3: yeah, because I mean, with the self-bow, you are you want to shoot a 160, but if a decent one right. goes by, it's, <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, a button buck's a trophy at that point, right. you know. I mean, it's just – so I just the you, sheer length of, of
2: maneuvering that around, you right. know. I mean, I got a thirty-one right. inch axle to axle bow, and I'm banging right. that bitch everywhere, yeah. you know, right. in the stand, yeah. in the blind. You know, it's it, it's a challenge, and I can't even
3: imagine. A, yeah, you a shoot. Long kinda, he he, he kind of right. shoots like sideways, almost. A I bit. shoot
0: candid. Yeah. <laughs> that way, I mean, most traditional shooters shoot candid, except for like target shooters, and they usually shoot their bow straight up and down. But I shoot candid. Kind of, I shoot candid myself. Oh, it, it just has a shelf that it actually isn't part of the bow itself. It's in the wrapping of the handle, so that makes it easier for the arrow to stay on. And when you're drawing, you know you gotta hold the arrow the whole time with your finger while you're drawing, and e- then uh, on your shot you bring your finger down and release.
2: Okay, so you don't have like a screw on the outside to hold it up there, or no. nothing. It's just your
0: finger. It's, well, there's uh, basically, it's just a small piece of leather that's within the wrap of the handle,
3: mm. and then plus is using your finger to help hold to on. To yeah. hold so it on. Basically, you're just guiding your fingers right. guiding it down that piece of leather. So it's it's just a raw dog in its butt form of bow Oh yeah, it is. it's just it's, it's, it's so yeah, cool.
0: Probably in the state of Illinois, you know, if you have two hundred thousand bow hunters, maybe a thousand guys are shooting. Yeah, shooting. A self-bow.
3: Yeah, not a recurve. Not, not a, a recurve, curve, not
0: yeah. a longbow that's made out of fiberglass, but actually a self-bow, which is basically what the Native American Indian shot. Yeah. Minus a sinew string.
3: Yeah. Yes, I mean, he, he sends me picture messages. He's out hunting. He's like, just smoke this hedge ball 20 yards. I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah, getting some practice in. But, you know, that's that's his kind of yeah, hunting. I
0: mean – that yeah, I mean that's the beauty thing about you know, a couple weekends ago I was out, it was a nice weekend. Like maybe a squirrel, maybe a rabbit. Deer season's gone and I ended up shooting stumps and hedge balls and <laughs> mushrooms on trees and but when you do that, you know when you shoot a self bow or or a recurve or a longbow, there's no range finding it. Yeah. You, 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 there's no sights. It's basically like shooting a shotgun at birds. You point, it's all hand-eye. Yeah. Where your eye is, your hands are, and where your eyes and your hands are is where that arrow needs to go. A lot if of you, instinct. If you aim at the whole deer, you're gonna miss the deer. Yeah. If you, when I target shoot, Usually on my target, I'll put one something on that target that's different from the whole target. So the whole time I'm drawing my bow, my eye is burning a hole through that one spot. And as soon as I hit my anchor point, I shoot. It's yeah. not, you, you know, you guys, <laughs> you guys are shooting compounds and you're sitting there you're like, uh, you know, a minute, 30 seconds on a deer. Yeah. You can't do that what. A south bow or a long bow or a recurve. Yeah,
3: that buck I shot last year. Because you're holding the whole,
0: you're holding everything. Yeah, there's no let off. There's no there's no point yeah. where it's gonna break and it's gonna get easier. <laughs> you pull back and you better be ready to let go when you pull back or you're gonna let it down and rethink
3: it <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah, like that buck that I shot last year I, I was drawn on it for over a minute then let down right and was it. drawn on it again for 40 seconds right. you know cause it was just we're gonna we're, the next podcast probably we're gonna do with the story behind, behind Homeboy I finally named a buck really? yeah I named it after Homie kinda but I'll tell you the reason why I named him yeah fi- first buck I've ever named he's already dead <laughs> so, so we're not gonna really be able to pinpoint him on trail cam pictures like Homie was talking about but we're going to bring you guys a story to that cuz I think that's that's a super cool story, a couple year hunt on him, but let's get right into the next question. What we got next, Ryan?
2: Yeah, just well, I'll, I mean, you kind of touched on it. Just how much do you shoot your your self bow?
0: Not as much as I should. Um the last few years I've got a 7-year-old daughter now. And a family, so my time in the woods have dramatically sh- shrunken yeah. and time wise that I get to spend in the woods hunting and fishing and doing that stuff but when I first started shooting that bow almost every day an hour to two hours after work I would shoot and and really I could go out today pick it up string it Walk out to my target and confidently 10 yards shoot, confidently, you know. Yeah, just move out, you've been move doing in, it. move out, 15 yards, you know. And target shooting a lot of times I'll shoot 20 yards. But really, to recurve con- or longbow or bow is a bow that you need to shoot weekly, months out of the year.
3: Yeah.
0: Just to get used to it. Hundreds and thousands of arrows released yearly, because it's not. You know, a lot of people don't realize that shooting one a bow like that is a hundred percent form. I mean, you you gotta be, because it's actually like a zen. You've got to become one with your bow, your arrow, and your body. Yeah. To make it all happen.
3: That's such a cool thing. I mean, you could (laughs) go out.
0: You could go and and one of the biggest things about a lot of traditional bow hunters are they are against guys that shoot recurves that shoot compounds and stuff. It's kind of a clicky group, you know. Either you're in or you're out. And i I could care less what you shoot. I'm a hunter at heart. I shoot what I shoot because I enjoy it. But I'm not going to judge you. I could take somebody out, get them a compound, put sights on it, and have them shooting a the compound within an hour and drilling a bullseye yeah. at 30 yards. That same person, that's going to take me months, <laughs> forever <laughs> yeah. to get them to shoot even a compound without sights.
3: Yeah,
0: I mean, when I grew up deer hunting... My dad worked with a guy, and he shot a compound, a bear compound bow with no sights. It killed deer all the time. Yeah. But that's how he shot. He shot without sights.
3: That's cool, dude. There's so many... I mean... It's one thing about hunting, if and I, I people say this you know like the older you get the more like the sportsman you go like through the stages you know where you want to shoot everything then you right. want to shoot something big Right. that's to be honest that's where I'm at I want to shoot mature deer and then right. there's the bring your kids in stage and then there's the the just you you know you're out there and you want to you're getting into the woods to get away from everything else plus right. be able to hunt so I think that's I'm get, I'm kind of feeding in getting excited about the, getting the kids in into right. it right now you know and but uh i think like like they say you're in that the ultimate sportsman stage where because if i shot a doe with a self-bow i'd have to get it mounted dude because oh, <laughs> yeah. that's, right. sure. right. that's just the that's just such sure. a right it, like when you shoot a doe you walk up there cool you know it i would like i'd want to i'd have to sit down you know and just think about what i just accomplished because it's this right. whole next level stuff but even shooting them off the ground with a compound i've done and that's that's way cooler I think,
0: you know. Yeah, well it's harder. I yeah. mean anytime you even anytime you could take a deer off the ground, I don't care what it is, you know, one one of my most memorable deer hunts was shooting a white tailed doe with my muzzle loader, late doe season that had busted my sister three or four times throughout <laughs> shotgun season. And she come up on the same ridge, same area. And the muzzle that I shoot, cap and ball, is, it's got an audible click when you set the double set trigger. And there she was, 30 yards out. And I hit that double set trigger and it clicked. And she looked down at me and she knew.
1: Yeah. She it's knew. over. <laughs> She's she like, she I'll knew. Be <laughs> She, got
0: she, you know, she had busted my sister three, four times. Win at her.
3: She probably walked past that stand, looked up in it. Yep, no one in there. Good to go.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I you you. Know, I, mean, I double lunged her. Yeah, that's cool, man. But
2: so, how much penetration do you think you're getting on
0: with uh, this cell The the bark that I took in two thousand and six. I shot on a piece of local state ground, off the ground. It was um, early October, nice, beautiful bluebird day, warm out.
2: Finally, a bluebird yeah, day. I mean, <laughs> <finally>. <laughs> I mean,
0: it was it was early October. You know, it was warm. Yeah. And I knew this area was probably going to be good. It was close to – it was weird because most guys are like, ah – State ground, you know, it's hunted hard and it is. It makes it actually harder to hunt it because yeah. it's hunted hard. And I parked in this parking spot that's right by the road. And most guys park there and they walk through the field. I parked there, I walked right down the road, crossed the ditch, got up on this little ridge. And there's a trail that crossed the road and went up a shelf. And there's a bunch of nice big oak trees through there. And the spot that I was sitting was watching this trail. It was almost like I was sitting in a deer stand. The elevation and the angle was so steep. The sun come up. Man, an hour later, here come this little basket rack buck. And he followed this trail. And he got by me, and he was walking. He was at the limits of the yardage. He was probably 17, 18 yards out. And I, it just, it was, it, it it was it. It was the moment, you know. It felt good. I drew back. And he was walking. And I led him. Got shot. And arrow zipped right, hit him right in the heart. And he he ran, went about 10, 15 yards up the hill. And threw both front legs up in there and rolled over backwards dead. <laughs> Never even knew that he was hit. Yeah. I went down and, you know, I'm 20 yards away. And the arrow went in, took out his heart. And when it went in, it, it busted in half. I had the, I had the shot, the, the end with the feathers on it still. And the end with the broadhead went in, the arrow busted in half. Going downhill and it turned inside his body and made almost a 180 degree turn inside the body and went out the opposite side right below his spine. Wow. So he must have. I never, I looked for an hour (laughs) to try to find the broadhead end of 15, 20 inches of shaft and couldn't find it.
3: Yeah. I mean, that arrow story, went
0: in there and did what it did to that deer after it took out his heart. and I was, Like I said, he didn't know he was hit. Yeah. That deer had no idea. Only
3: made it 10, 20 yards. That's, yeah, I've never shot a buck with a bow that made it that far, but I, clean heart shot. I shot that doe this year, and she made it probably 30, and that was a clean heart shot. So right. That's always uh, a good feeling when you know you can put them down that quick, especially with a self-bow. That's Nuts. Oh,
2: dude, that'd be so sweet. I just want to get one down. I don't care if it runs <laughs> 300 yards. <Right. laughs> so, when when you're deer hunting, or I mean, just hunting in general with, with this bow, are you stopping? Are you trying to stop the animals? Or since it's such an instinctive shot uh, in your form, you know, this and that, are you are you trying to stop these animals? Or are you just letting them walk, continue doing what they're doing that way that they're not looking at you since you're on their their level? Right.
0: As a rule of thumb, I would rather shoot at a standing animal than a moving animal. At that moment in time, it was it it was just perfect. Yeah,
3: just felt right. It just
0: yep. it just felt so good that it happened, and that's one that's that's one thing about hunting that you know when you get to that moment that it's going to happen. A week and a half later. I had a button buck, 10 yards out, complete miss, <laughs> <laughs> complete, utter, total miss, right over his back, you know, because I didn't pick my spot. Yeah, I shot at the whole deer, you know, I was confident because I just got this buck a week and a half before, and here I am, like, oh, this is easy, <laughs> he's standing still at 10 yards, who, who can miss this? Well, if you don't pick a spot, yep. you're going to miss it. You're going to miss it. I don't care what you're shooting.
3: I do the same thing with compound. I, right. Like, if I know Adult, it's a shooter, right. I'm done. I'm looking I'm looking in between the brush. I'm not looking at the deer. You know, if, if I'm grunting or rattling at him, I'm watching him, watching his face, you know, trying to see. But if he's coming in, I know I'm going to be able to shoot him. I just zone in. and And most of the time, like I tell people, you almost black out on the shot but i'm so right. confident with my bow right that my form's there and then when i like when i shoot at a deer it's it's game on you know right. i mean i i know it's it's you know gonna die so unless something freak happens you know and and you know you make a bad shot or something But most of the time it's it's hands-on deck you know and then you shoot them you're like oh that was an awesome shot and then five minutes later you're like oh, man, I, I don't really know. That's, Isn't that terrible? Yeah, you, Second guessing. Mean, yeah, yeah, you're like, I, I don't know how many
0: times you've called me and be like, Nick, <laughs> uh, should <laughs> I wait? I can hear the coyotes. What should I do? Yeah. What should I do? Yeah, <laughs> I mean. Funny man. story of
3: Nick. Me and, me and Nick. Nick is partial to the reason I got my lease, a, a huge part of it. He was nice enough to, to see a guy that loved deer hunting and say, hey, man, why don't you ask about this ground? And, and me and him went in there shed hunting, and uh, this is what really sealed the keg for me because we were we, we just kind of scouting it. you know. We got mission to go in there. We're scouting it out, feeling if we want to lease it, and we're going to go squirrel hunting. You know? And I'm walking the squirrel around the back of the tree, and Nick's about to shoot it, and he shoots it, and he goes and picks it up, and it lands right on a monster shed, like a 160s class buck, you know, big, heavy five-pointer with split brow. Just lands right on it, you know, and we're like – I mean that's like ten yards from where I shot two of my bucks right. from that tree. You know, yeah, right. we were ten yards from where that shed was found, and then we found the other side, and it was just it was Not a quarter a quarter of it left that had been already chewed up by oh. squirrels and stuff. But you could definitely tell same beating, same, same. color, but just been chewed up. Yeah, we walked that. We end up shooting what, three squirrels and a rabbit, yeah. and got that monster yeah. shed. So it was an awesome hunt, badass <laughs> day. Yeah, <laughs> right. it was. It, right. was a, it was an awesome day, and uh, yeah, then then I end up calling him up and leasing it, which is a good thing because Nick's on my easement. So if me and him weren't cool. I'd have to hike hike in a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so so appreciate you, Nick, for doing that for me way back in the day. I used to work with Nick in the labor's union. He's a hardworking guy. How old are you, Nick?
0: Just turned forty.
3: Yeah, he he. I'm I'm. Tw- I just turned twenty six yesterday or the day before. Friday. Friday. Yeah, and uh, he can outwork me. I mean, he's he's a hard worker. He. I'll pull up my truck and he'll be talking to me, splitting wood. I'm like, dude, I couldn't even talk if I was doing that right now. I'd be breathing so hard. He's yeah, I seen some deer and he's just swinging away. I'm like, it's crazy, but yeah, that's probably because all that stock you do. <laughs> Go into that, man. You you do a lot of stock and you you shot that buck this year. You know, and stuff. How how do you uh how do you stock? I mean people talk about it but how do you go about it? Um
0: I don't know. Most of us confidence. You know, and knowing where where you think the deer might be, somewhere where you're at, you know, hunting the ground. <clears throat> being able to to actually slow slow down. I mean, most guys get in the timber and they want, they, they beat feet for their deer stand mm-hmm. on this, you know. And the public ground here, there's a lot of old roads in the woods and stuff that you could spot and stock on, you know. Where it's just actually, I mean, being as quiet as you can be and not. Moving, you know, like guys, like I said, they won't get in there, and they go too fast.
3: Yeah, less ground is more. You got you got to yeah.
0: step back and just think about slowing down because that's how we are as Americans. We move too fast. Yeah, you know, when I have, everything's fast when when you go out and you, especially deer, and you want to be able to. One year we went out <clears throat> North Dakota mule deer hunting, spotting, and stalking, and out there, it's not timber like it is here. So you would get high in the morning and watch the deer funnel in from the fields and stuff into their bedding areas, get a pinpoint on them, and and then try to stalk them. One morning I got within 15, 20 yards of a bachelor group of mule deer and the first one to stand up was the smallest one. And he was within shooting range, but I was like, there's a, there's a nice mule deer buck somewhere that I can't see him right now until he stands up. And this little four-corn bosca rack mule deer standing there looking at me like, what's going on? And then, of course, by the time the big one gets up, they're jumping and running, <laughs> right. so it doesn't matter, you know? But I mean, to actually, you know, I mean, to get within 15, 20 yards of a deer bedded down is an accomplishment of its own, let alone put an arrow in one.
2: Yeah, it is. And I mean, that's something I really pride myself on when I'm hunting or just when I'm in the woods in general, you know, whether I'm out there shed hunting or mushrooming or turkey hunting, deer hunting. I I mean, I'm, I'm, I try to be very, very quiet. Right and and take it slow, because you know always look at where you're walking. You know you so you don't step on a stick or you know you're gonna jump a log or you know get around that thorn bush so you're not walking through it and then you know it's, it's tearing against your camo. You know so I, I try to that's one thing I really pride myself on is just taking it slow and being quiet.
0: Being quiet. Yeah, I mean, you gotta be one with the woods. One year. Ah, it was a weirder, one of the weirdest things that ever happened to me. It was late September, early October. And I was out to the public public ground. I was actually looking for hen of the woods mushrooms. I was walking down this hill. I knew there was a big oak tree down there at the bottom of this hill. And this, I mean, it's steep. You know, if you fall, you're going down. You know, you're, you're tumbling. And I'm walking, and it just... The, the ground was wet and the grass was green and I was walking and it was real quiet and I'm like what there's a patch of fur right there and I'm looking and I'm walking and I stop and there from me to you well, how far we're, we're a yard apart yeah. not even there's a coyote sleeping on the ground <laughs> okay sleeping a coyote now, I the head of the woods mushroom, so I got a knife big enough to cut the base of the mushroom. So the knife's like 10, 12 inches long. And I'm looking at this coyote going, well, I probably can't throw the knife hard enough to kill the coyote. I don't want to jump on it, because <laughs> that would be insane. And I, uh, probably for 10 to 30 seconds, so I'm standing there looking at this coyote. And then his sixth sense kicks in, and he come. I mean, he was up and whirled around and gone in a New York second. But to get within a yard of a sleeping coyote, is probably yeah, I one, see of that. Yeah. one of the weirdest. It was one that I've never again probably in my life. Did you, that you ever see that happened.
3: video on Instagram? That guy's walking through. If it's real windy day, and he's like stalking right. through corn. Oh yeah, yeah. He yeah. walks right up on a coyote just sleeping down in the middle sure. of corn still. He's like right. five yards away, and then he's getting closer. But then the coyote finally. He's like, he's like, hey. Hey, at the get out of here. <laughs> Coyote kind of gets up, but it was super windy in that cornfield. So. I've been turkey hunting, and I've had a couple of hens, you know,
2: like right. two, three yards out. I mean, right. from, like, here at the door. just right. And it's super, it's really eerie to me because, like, okay, yeah, I know they're there, but they don't know I'm here, and when they figure it out, it's going to scare me when they scare <laughs> off. Right. Like, that's, that's the part I'm waiting right. for is, like, when is it going to realize that I'm here and going to scare off because right. that, that's going to make me jump.
3: Yeah, when I was a kid, I went out turkey hunting once, and uh, I just got permission from this guy, and this is southern Missouri, so there's cougars and bobcats and stuff like that. He's like, man, I've been seeing this bobcat out here. I got trail cam pictures of him and stuff. I'm like, okay, you know, I'm like 14, 15, nothing can hurt me at this point, you know, so <laughs> I got, I'm got i bow hunting off the ground, turkeys, you know, and uh, I sat down in this spot, turkeys are just hammering off. I'm like, oh, it's going to be awesome morning. Hear something in the leaves, like, 15 yards away. I'm like, all right, there's probably nothing, probably nothing, you know, just some wind. Hear it again. I'm like, oh, boy, it's pitch black at this point, you know. So I'm waiting for it to get light, you know. It's kind of that hazy morning where you can't really see much, like, five yards. I hear it again. It's getting closer. I'm like, what in the heck? So I'm, like, fishing out of my backpack trying to find my, 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 uh, Flashlight, I flat, shot it over there about three yards. It's a Boone and Crockett possum, dude. <laughs> I thought, my heart was beating so the I'm big like, I'm about to, get, yeah, possum. I'm about to get killed by a forty pound bobcat because you hear stories about. Oh, I was yeah. calling in this brush pile because I've been turkey calling, you right. know, trying to locate them, you know, hoot
0: owl and stuff. I'm like, bobcat.
3: I'm like, man, this this bobcat thinks it's a hoot owl laying low on this tree. <laughs> I'm about to get took out, but it was just a big old possum. But yeah, when you get when you get him close like that, that's. That's whole another little stuff, but what we got for the next question there?
2: Oh, how many how many small game have you shot with your with your self bow? Um,
0: a rabbit off the state ground. I missed a lot of rabbits. <laughs> I missed a lot of squirrels with it. It's hard and to hit, hit a usually, squirrel with a
3: compound. Literally. Yeah, right, I've shot right, right, one right, squirrel right, with right. a compound
0: out and, out in um, North Dakota. I bought a small game license out there toss or hunt whatever was in season while we was mule deer hunting. and I shot at a jackrabbit out there one day. It was probably 40 or 50 yards out, but I'm like, you know what? That thing stands three foot tall. <laughs> I'm gonna, the good thing about a and a recurve and a longbow is it's usually 99% of the time you can find your arrows after you shoot it. Yeah. Because it's not going 350 feet per second. Right. They don't bury in the ground as bad. So you're kind of more like rainbow, a rainbow <laughs> shooting at this jackrabbit, you know. <laughs> and then out there one day, I come on a a cubby of grouse in a thicket uh, in a wet area. I shot my whole quiver. My whole quiver had one grouse, <laughs> and I had an arrow in front of it, one behind it, one below it, one above it, and I was out of arrows, and man, didn't even get a bird. <laughs> but I mean, you know,
3: that's fun though. That's, it's fun though.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, I, I was standing there one morning, same area, same morning, just earlier in the morning, and this cottontail rabbit comes zinging by me. You know, I got my, I'm arrowed up. I'm ready, you know. I'm like, that was weird. Well, then this chipmunk goes to being loud and mad. And next thing you know, here comes this coyote running right by me. He's going so fast, I can't even draw back and shoot at him. I mean, I've been out to the state ground out here and up on a ridge one day out there. And this coyote's coming right... I mean, he's coming right at me. I'm snow camoed out. This this coyote has no clue. He's, he's coming right at me. So it's going to be, you know, like a frontal shot. I'm like, he can't take a frontal shot. Coyote or not, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's a bad shot. So I got my bow. You know, I'm standing there. He's coming right at me. And finally, he's like, whoa... You know, that's not a, a not snow, snow. <laughs> snow bank, and he's he veers off, and there's no shot because he's running. Well, then its mate was at in the creek at the bottom of the ridge, and it stopped. And I took the forty yard shot, you know, at this coyote. I missed, <laughs> but I took the shot. You yeah. know, I mean, it's a coyote. If yeah. it, if I hit it.
3: Need to get them right. out, man. They're too right. thick around to here for sure. So, yeah, that's such a cool style of hunting when it's deer season. But if anything's in season, it's fair That's and game.
0: my, and that's how, that's how I hunt. When I sit down to deer hunt, I sit down. I take my quiver off. I put it to the side. I pull out my squirrel arrow. It's a two-blade <laughs> Zwickie. The cur, the tip of the the blades curled over because I hit a rock one time when I shot it. That's my squirrel arrow. I sit it right there, and I put my deer turkey arrow on. (laughs) Got the squirrel arrow ready to go. You know, if I'm like, oh, that squirrel there is 20 yards out, and he's going to get closer. I switch over real quick and get, you know. Yeah. If I take a shot and I shoot and I miss, I miss, I miss, I miss. Yeah. I,
2: I kind of got mean, the same thing as he does. Like, it's not just a squirrel arrow, but it's like anything other than a deer. Right, right, right. It's this arrow. Yeah, it's right. like my fourth arrow in the quiver. You know? yeah. I'm, I'm switching it out of there, getting it loaded up.
3: Yeah, I think I got the same thing. I'm trying
2: yeah. to waste the good stuff. Yeah, I got right. I <laughs> got a
3: not, a not a VIP broadhead yeah. that I shoot at stuff that I don't want exactly, to kill. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I want <mean>, to <laughs> make sure it's dead. So, yeah. What's our What's our next thing on the list here? I got something for you. If someone was going to start with a longbow, you know they've they've been they've been compound bow hunting. What What could be like your number one tip? Because I know, like in my my mind, a tip for me would be I'd have to be like, okay, I'm not gonna be able to shoot a deer every year that's just something you're gonna have to take in because the challenge of it unless you have a ton of time to hunt but what's right what's something else that you could say would be a huge tip for someone that wants to get into this you know
0: to to go somewhere and get set up with the bow properly because with i mean it's the same with the compound but you know they the arrows that come especially with the bow that i shoot I mean, you really got to get your stuff, the arrow and the broadhead weight to the bow, really, really correct. Yeah. So, I mean, you really need to go somewhere or have somebody that could get all that stuff. Prepared for you. Prepared and help you do it, you know. Yeah. Because the bow that I shoot, it's the basicest bow you can shoot in the world. It, I, I've i got arrows that you can look down and clearly see that they're not straight. <laughs> but when you shoot, they fly straight. <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: Are you going to shoot a crooked arrow out of a compound? That, no. <laughs> it won't happen. No. It can't happen. It won't happen. Yeah. But yeah, I've on my hunting arrows that I shoot, they're actually four-fledged. And most guys have never seen a four fleshed arrow in their life, I guarantee it, because compound shooters don't shoot four fleshed arrows. Yeah. But with the four fleshed arrow, it shoots truer than a three fleshed arrow.
1: I've heard a couple balances
0: it balances it better. And the biggest one of the if I go to a three D shoot that's local and you're shooting, you know, you you'll see maybe a guy, maybe one guy with a recurve or something. Maybe. You know, ninety-nine point nine percent of these guys got their range finders and their compounds. Yeah, like
3: me. <laughs> they're shooting, you
0: know and that cool, you know, that's great. But one of the most heard things that you hear when you're shooting around compound shooters at three D shoot is, is I cannot believe how quiet that bow is. Because compound bows are loud. Yeah. I don't care what you do to them. They're loud.
3: So much power. I mean, yeah, I, nice could,
0: I could take you out and have you stand behind me and I could shoot a fl- a three-fleshed arrow to a four-fleshed arrow and that three-fleshed arrow, the arrow is going to whistle. And that four-fleshed arrow, it's deadly silent. Hmm. I mean, let alone, let alone the bows silent.
3: We're going to have to get you to go to a 3D shoot with us. Yeah. Rep a White Tail Legacy podcast t shirt. <laughs> get the traditional guy out there with the self-bow out there outscoring us. I Did guess you shoot was- another 12-ring on this thing? <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> <Ain't> <laughs> Probably going to out-shoot me. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm all about those 3Ds, man. They're fun. I don't, yeah. I, if he goes with us, I don't think I'll take my range finder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got to because that's 62-yard yeah. bear. I'm going to be like, that's nah, 50. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm terrible. Right. I got something I really got to work on is open field judging yardage because I'm just – I'm in the timber, I, I'm like that tree, I know it's 20-ish. Right. But open field? It's tough. It's tough, man. It and a lot of those long shots are – you know, they cut the timber right. back. It's just open timber, and it's hard to, to tell or that – the alligator at thirty-four yards, right, <laughs> down low. You're like down, uh, right. downhill. You're like I have no idea. <laughs> Looks like it's sixty yards away, right? Or the the carp target. They got a carp target at the Gelderig one. It's like oh, thirty yeah. yards. Oh, yeah. so it's pretty small. It's like a f- they got yeah. a frog and a carp to like a foot by a foot. Yeah, right. I mean it's hard to judge that, you know. Right. So.
2: Yeah, it's not like it's 15 yards. No. It's, yeah. It's, it's a well, for me,
0: it's 15 yards. <laughs> yeah. it's my my stand is closer than yours. Yeah. So. The traditional bow stains a lot. They got the, it's, the stakes. It's, like, it's up there by the kitty. It's up there by the kid where the kids <laughs> shoot.
3: Yeah. It's like blue and white for right. the kids in the traditional bows, and in the compound's like blue. Way and the Yeah, way back there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, what Speaking we- of that 3D range. That 3D range is where I shot my first deer, my first rabbit, my first quail. Really? Yep. Wow. That's cool. And then the 3D range came in. We didn't hunt there anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
3: That's that's sad. That's some awesome timber. Got a nice creek running through it. Yeah. Up and down hills. Yeah. It is pretty
2: heavy. About where
0: where they sit to have their meal is where I shot my first deer died. Oh, really? Wow. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's
3: a cool story. I didn't know that. Next time I'm out there, I'll be like, I'm always out there shooting. I'm like, man, that's a type of stand set up right here, man. Right. There's a big grass bottom down there right. by the backside of that yep. creek. I'm like, oh, this yeah. looks sweet. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right down in there. But Yeah. What do we got? What do we got? What do we got? Going on questions here. Turkey talk. Oh, turkey talk. Turkey. We got two foot of snow out. <laughs> We're talking turkeys. <laughs> what is a turkey doing right now? Can they? You think they can walk on top of
0: the snow, or you think oh, they? No, they're they're trudging through the snow, hoping to find something. Said, they they got to be dragging their I mean, breasts they're right they're dragging. Out of this. Yeah. You could, if you can find the turkeys right now, you probably <laughs> see some cool yeah. drag marks and cool the Cool drag snow. marks.
3: Man, that, that's crazy that they can. They're tough enough to to put up with that. I mean, I don't even know what they're eating. It ain't no bugs out. No <laughs> they, bugs. They ain't and, eat no yeah. bugs. I'll tell you that right now. Looking
0: for whatever they can
3: find. Chewing on some tree bark, whatever. <laughs> Hitting the cornfield, scraping around, scraping so.
2: around in the corn, and scraping hard. Yeah. Hard, I'd say yeah. everything's froze back up, you yeah. know, with, right. with ten inches of snow on it. I
3: know. I uh, I just I just got my tookie tags in the mail, homie. Did you get yours? I did. Did you got get mine. what season?
2: I got mine, and the wife got hers. Second season for Warren County.
3: Nice. I got second season for Knox here, and we had a guy message us that he suggested we do a podcast just on the different seasons. You know, first season, second season, third season, fourth season. There's five seasons, right? Yep. And then kind of the success, have a guy in here that's hunted multiple different seasons and kind of what he sees. That's always a really hard thing for us to choose this time of the year because you're like, well, is it going to be cold? Are they not going to be super fired up? Are we going to have a quick spring and they're going to be fired up first season? And then fourth season, it's almost over. So that's that's a hard choice. And uh, I think I made the right choice. Second season is always – you got that little leeway where... Well, you got
0: the weekend. You got the, the weekend. first season, you know, it might be really good, but you ain't got a weekend. Yeah, you ain't got no weekend. Usually so if I put it in for first season, I'm working. I'm like... Yeah. this is, this. is I can't even hunt.
3: Yeah, that's Monday through Friday, that first season. It's a tough one. But
2: Well, coming up here, we'll be able to do the youth hunt with the boys. Yeah, right. I
3: know. Yeah, they right. get out there early. Yeah, get out there early. Seems like... Seems like that first season people have a lot of success. They seem like they're, but if, like now. It,
0: de- it depends on how your spring is. Yeah, if it's coming be, in nice.
3: Yeah. They getting, might be. Getting fired up. Fired up. Well, yeah, hopefully, second season is it. Did you put another tag in? I did. Uh, I don't know if there's a time limit on
2: that. I know the, the cutoff day was February 9th. Yeah. And I put mine in about 7 at 40 night. <laughs> so I, I don't know if it was like during business hours or whatever. But uh, they could just send me my money back, I guess. Yeah. But I was like, well, because we got so paid. you are probably get like, a tie. I'll just wait till we get paid.
0: We live in the state of Illinois. They want that $15.00. Yeah, bars. yeah. they will yeah. get it. Tie. Is, is there a fourth
3: lottery? Or is it <laughs> just is third. Draw? Yep. the draw? There's the draw
1: There's a right? daily draw uh, up see, until I've, the first. I've
3: waited to the daily draw and got drawn for second season right. before. Wow. So, yeah. So it's not – I was thinking about getting a third season or fourth season state ground, Nick. What do you think about that? Go hey, out you, there. Or,
0: you probably drew out already for Oh, no, you, so. you think yeah, so? You think so? Yeah, because I mean, up it's only, quick. what, 20? I think they only let 20 hunters per season oh, really? on the state ground. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a ton of birds out there. We were talking about that. There's a lot of birds
3: the out there. The last yeah. podcast, I was like, I get an early, early tag, I can start mushroom hunting if early if the birds aren't moving. Right. <laughs> but uh, I kind of messed around, just got the Knox County tag and. But I
0: think, I know with the with the deer, the first year that you apply for that, you're kind of supposed to get that. Okay. Kind of. Yeah. I always thought about to that, be, too, because
3: my lease seems like it's no good during shotgun season. I thought about going out there. Because you can just see, especially that second shotgun, you can just see so many deer out there on that piece. They got all I, that standing corn and stuff. It's,
0: I deer hunted out there one year during first shotgun season. And during the shotgun seasons, if you draw a tag for there, you can only hunt that that season that you're drawing for. So I only got the first three days of shotgun season to hunt for. And I think it was the last day of the season, I walked way back in there where Spoon River curls around and there's a ridge that comes out and it hits the Spoon River and it's literally 150, 200 foot drop off the end of this ridge to the river. And I seen 20 deer from this one spot and shot at a, probably a three-and-a-half-year-old buck once and was never so happy to miss a deer in my
1: life. <laughs> yeah, and, because that cause, drag out. Because that
0: drag out was going to be over a mile. Yeah, and, and, and I was it's gonna some have hills, to hills, pull, pull If I had killed that buck, it would have been up a hill
3: halfway I, I mean yeah i mean yeah, yeah i know exactly the spot you've been back i've been back there a lot and there's no stands back there no one hunts well, back there but
0: not usually but yeah
3: you never know but man that's there's that's the awesome. best way to
0: hunt that spot would probably actually be from a, a yeah boat. Get,
3: a, get a kayak or a boat <laughs> a boat because they got it. that yeah they got a little creek that runs there's right up there i mean the it is
0: there's three ridges that come together and they bowl out yeah right this little bowl and they got a funnel around that and river because it's 200 foot yeah. drop so anything
3: I mean, that's coming east to west during the rut in any of those properties they got to go there because that's, just, that's it it's just bowled out <laughs> so we're uh we're going to have to I'm going to have to get out of here guys you got anything else to talk about I don't I, don't. I got a sick kid I got a lot of a lot of listeners out there have sick kids this time of year so if homie and Nick got anything to talk about I just want to say Nick thanks for coming on we appreciate you coming on and and talking to us uh i hope a lot more years of hunting with you and hunting stories and if you get a deer down with your longbow you have to come back on and tell us a story but yeah well, we're
0: gonna try it. this year me and my dad are gonna go to nebraska mule deer hunting i'm gonna take a crossbow and myself bow and see what happens oh, awesome. it's gonna be an early september deer hunt probably gonna be hot but it's gonna be fun It'll be my dad's first time out of state, so.
3: Heck, yeah. That'd be good take your dad out there have a good time. They
2: still be in velvet then? Yeah,
0: <laughs> and that's one of the really cool things about it. That year we went out to North Dakota. It was mm, the third week of September, and 50% of the bucks was still in velvet. That's cool. And that's That'd one thing that you really don't see in Illinois is deer in velvet. And, I mean, we we pulled up one morning on the spot and was sitting in the truck and watched Six shooter box come off the fields, and they was in some oak brush, and they was down there rubbing their velvet off in this brush, and we tried to go down there and find some velvet, but we couldn't. But well, I mean, to see, you know, that's why I told my dad, you know,
3: just to go out there and just see to, something different.
0: You know, if you shoot a a buck and b- you, you you will never have that opportunity in Illinois. No, not really. We're season's I mean, too late. And I know music.
3: very few people that have done it, but I know right. a couple. But it's right. It's rarer than a two hundred inch around yeah, us. You know, right.
2: my dad so. works with a guy, in probably two thousand six, he he shot a deer first season shotgun full velvet.
0: Full wow. velvet. Yeah. So it's Something like it's like a one seventy, right. just a <laughs> giant. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But,
1: yeah.
3: All right, guys, I'm going to let, let Homie and, and uh, Nick close this up, but I just want to say thank you to all the normal listeners. Thanks for all the messages on Facebook. We appreciate you guys a lot. I'm going to get out of here take care of my wife. She's texting me wanting to go. <laughs> I've got go to gotta go to the Peoria and the doctor and the snow. so kids got a fever. So, what well, We're still putting podcasts out here because we love you guys. So, Homie, wrap it up for me. Thanks for coming, Nick.
0: Yep, have a safe trip. Later. Good luck. All
2: right, guys, don't forget, uh, a couple weeks we're going to be up in nowhere doing the jerky cooking. Uh, Cody said he's pretty much got that locked up, so um Nikki got anything else?
0: Nope. Have a good shed season, have a good turkey season and prepare yourself for the next hunting season.
2: There you go. Don't don't forget that while you're out there keep looking, always be scouting and be ready to put on the miles. And don't forget, hit that play button. Remember, plan your hunt and hunt your plan.
3: Remember. Always have fun.